Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first She Talks podcast episode. In this podcast series, we will be discussing a notable woman in history with a group of Beasley team members from all across the business and the globe. Today's She Talks podcast is on country music hall of famer, philanthropist extraordinaire, and all-around wholesome human, Dolly Parton. To start things off, let me just quickly introduce myself. My name is Gabby Martineau, and I am one of the events managers here at Beasley. I'm based out of the Chicago office, and I've been the network communications lead and deputy chair of Beasley She for over two years. Uh, But what is Beasley She? Well, Beasley She supports successful, high-potential, empowered women in insurance, and this means supporting women internally and externally within the industry and providing opportunities for personal and professional development. So this network is open to everyone, regardless of gender, across the business, and Beasley She hosts events like panel discussions, book clubs, Beasley She cafes, educational sessions, and podcasts, just like this one. So speaking of, let's roll right into things, shall we? I am joined by three amazing Beasley folks. Uh, Beth, would you like to introduce yourself first? Tell us a bit about your role here at Beasley and how do you know of Dolly Parton? Great. Well, thank you, Gabby. Thank you again for inviting me. I'm Beth Diamond. I'm the group head of claims at Beasley, and I have been fortunate to be here for over 17 years now. Um, A joyous 17 years for me. I'm resident in Beasley's New York office, but you'll see me traveling around um, to many of our offices on a regular basis. And I would say I first got to know who Dolly Parton is um, by the movie Nine to Five um, way back when and um, was reintroduced to her more recently during the pandemic, just learning so much about her generosity and the very genuine way she approached is, you know, supporting others and doing right by others. I find her to just be a really, you know, decent human being. And that's something that I think is really worth prizing. Oh, thank you so much, Beth. I really appreciate that. Can't wait to talk more about it. Uh, Mary Kate, do you want to go next? Sure. Thanks, Gabby. Uh, I'm Mary Kate Arnold. I'm resident in the Chicago office, and I'm on the internal communications, culture, and engagement team here at Beasley. I've been with the company nearly eight years, and I think, Beth, you said the word joyous. I agree. It's been a great journey so far. Um, how did I meet Dolly? Um, I also met her first at the movies in 9 to 5 and Steel Magnolias, um, but always kind of knew her music. I grew up in a really musical household. It was a lot of 60s and 70s not country music per se, but every now and then a Dolly Jam would slip into the mix. And then I would say in the last five or six years, I've really kind of discovered Dolly on my own and have gone into a deep dive into her discography. And then also like Beth said during the pandemic, she just kind of became an even more prominent figure. And I've recently discovered that she is the godmother of Miley Cyrus, who I also really love. So that's my (laughs) Dolly history. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. And last but certainly not least, John. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I'm John Perry. I'm also another Chicago office resident, uh, but I'm on the executive risk team and an underwriter on that team uh, here in the States. Um, And I've been here for about a couple years now. And I know Dolly Parton. I've I've heard of her name. And so I kind of knew she existed, but I really didn't put two and two together until very recently. I was in my nephew's room. And he has a bookshelf 
And on the bookshelf, there were all these books. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, where'd you get all these books from? And his mother came in and said, oh, she, he, he's uh, subscribed to the Dolly Parton Inspiration Library. And she sends him a book like every, I don't know if it was every month or every couple months or whatever it was, once a quarter. But I was like, I thought it was such an amazing thing for him to, you know, and it's completely free. She will send these books to children. And that was my first exposure to Dolly Parton outside of knowing her from a cultural standpoint thinking of like, she is literally giving my nephew a free book every month. That's a pretty cool uh, thing that really hit home with me. So uh, although I would not say I'm knowledgeable on Dolly Parton, I, I certainly uh, certainly appreciate that she's uh, looking out for my nephew and I'm sure millions of other kids around the world. That is amazing. Wow. And I can't wait to discuss that too. That's going to be part of our discussion here. So what a lovely group of people. And thank you for graciously agreeing to participate today. I cannot wait to get started. But before we open up the floor with some discussion questions, I just want to give a brief history of Dolly Parton for those that may not already know about her history. So Dolly Parton is obviously a cultural icon whose powerful voice and songwriting skills have established her as a presence on both the country and pop music charts for decades. She did initially find success with country star Porter Wagner before embarking on a solo career marked by hit songs like Jolene, I Will Always Love You, Nine to Five, and Islands in the Stream, among many others. She's won many major awards and was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1999. She's also starred in films like Nine to Five and Steel Magnolias and opened her Dollywood theme park in 1986. Holy moly, what a woman. He, she grew up in uh, rural Appalachia and she was one of 12 children and money was always an issue for her family. So her first exposure to music actually came from family members, including her mother, who sang and played guitar. And she was set on a career in music. So eventually she moved to Nashville after finishing high school. And since her early career, this is an interesting note, Parton has protected the publishing rights of her catalog songs, which has earned her millions in royalties. She once said, as soon as I could, I started my own publishing company, got my own record label. I think it's important if you can to keep all of your goods close to home where you can control them and know what's happening with them. So beyond her music and acting career, which uh, that would be enough on its own, but Parton has worked with charitable organizations in support of numerous causes over the years and established her own Dollywood Foundation in 1996. With the goal of improving literacy among young children, she created Dolly's Imagination Library, a program that donates more than 10 million books to children annually. Though many of her charitable contributions are anonymous, Parton has used her success to give back to her community by providing scholarships for children, donating thousands to hospitals, and providing technology and supplies for classrooms. And finally, Dolly continues to record and tour regularly at the ripe young age of 77 years old. What a lady indeed. <laughs> now, I am dying to hear your thoughts and experiences with this powerhouse of a woman. So let's just roll right into the discussion. What resonates or inspires you the most from Dolly's story? I was going to jump in and just say, you know, briefly, you know, one, thank you, Gabby, for sharing that, because even... I knew you were going to say some of that, but it's still inspirational to hear. But I, I really love the 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 aspect, and I already mentioned it with the imagination library. But I really like that she, you know, decided to 
to work you know to use her platform and use her skill set and use her resources to help uh you know children and that really touches my heart for sure so that that was the first thing that came to mind for me what do you what were you gonna say mary kate I was going to say, yeah, all, all of that is really inspiring and in that she used, she's used her success to help others. Um, but something that really resonates with me personally is that Dolly kind of came from nothing. And it, it was her work ethic and her kindness and generosity and just ability to have a dream that got her to where she is today. And as somebody kind of from a, a I mean, not not as dramatically similar background, but somebody that came from um, a community where women didn't pursue corporate careers, um, I'm really inspired um, that she, she pursued her dream and went for it. And then something else that's always... Um, been something that I've loved about Dolly is she is unabashedly herself. She obviously has had significant plastic surgery, which she's very open about, but she never, you know, is not who she is. She's got her signature look. She carries it to this day. She's got the big blonde hair, the other wonderful assets <laughs> that make her who she is. And she is, she can just, you know, be herself. And I love it about her. Ah, oh, wonderful. What about you, Beth? What resonates? So I think, you know, there's so many points. I Just picking up, first of all, Mary-Kate, on what you said, you know, she has come from a lot of challenges in life, and I really love her resilience. And I think there's a lesson in that for all of us in terms of just the fact that she has been resilient through so many life challenges and maintained such a positive, optimistic demeanor and such a genuinely generous demeanor despite the hard times that she has encountered throughout her life. I love that she's herself too, right? And I think it is such a treasure for somebody to be so comfortable in their own skin as to who they are and to do it without apology. I think she's great at laughing at herself too. And there's such value in being able to not always take yourself so seriously. So she just represents so many great characteristics and traits. It's really quite incredible. Um, and I love one thing I didn't know, Gabby, that you mentioned about how she created her own company to keep control over her own music and recordings. And, yeah. you know, something I often share with people is be the author of your own story. You know, there is so easy for others to want to co-op your story for their benefit. And I love that she's maintained ownership of her music because she is the true author of her own story and owner and controller of her own, you know, intellectual property, her own talent and what she puts out there. And I think there is something in that for all of us to be mindful of in terms of maintaining that autonomy over ourselves. So I really like that part. And I never knew that before. Yeah. Fully agree. Fully agree. Owning your career, owning your your life, really. Um, and she took that. She just grabbed her life by the horns and said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and nothing's going to stop me. Um, really incredible story. I remember hearing the song nine to five when I was younger. You know, it was on the oldies station or something in my mom's car. And and uh, at the time, I just I didn't I didn't know what nine to five meant. I didn't know what that meant. I was young and, you know, nine to five didn't mean anything to me. And now listening to that song, I mean, it just, it it means something different, right? And um, I do want to ask just the group in general, do you think that song 
is a correct representation of the experience that women and men have in the workplace right now, you know, or currently, or is it more of a representation of when it came out, you know, 1980 was a different world. We live in a world now that is quite different. So what are your thoughts on that? Gabby, I was going to say in so many ways, because I've been at Beasley now for so long, I feel very spoiled, right? So for that (laughs) song for me it feels dated from a different error but what I know from the EPL claims that I see it's not as dated as I think we all wish right so um, I definitely have been very fortunate to be at a place like Beasley where um, those types of um, past historic experiences and stereotypes and such are truly things of the past But I know from what I see coming from claims that come through our doors, unfortunately, is still quite real for a lot of people, um, certainly throughout the U.S. With Beth there, it's it it I mean, it is a product of its time, you know, and women I mean, they weren't just entering the workforce, but like that nine to five was becoming like the thing, I think, for a lot of women at the time. And a lot of these women weren't just career women. They also had more than one child at home, you know, they were expected to still do all the domestic things that perhaps we share more now with our partners um, as women. Um, but just, um, I took a, a look again at the lyrics and just some still just resonate with, with me personally. And I think a lot of, a lot of people, you know, I think about the, the lyric, you know, you've got dreams he'll never take away. And about that, you know, your ship's going to come in, the tide's going to turn. And it just, there is this sense of optimism in it. And, and, the song's about the man, right? The boss, the, you've got dreams, the boss won't take away. But to me, that's more about life. Like life, there are so many challenges and there's always a reason to give up on your dreams, right? But holding on to dreams that nobody can ever take away gives you such a source of strength and um, personal empowerment, I feel. So when I hear that song now, those are the bits that I cling to, maybe instead of kind of the sexism of the 80s. It's more of like that, you know, you got to keep going. You got these dreams. It's a good thing. I, I think her song has evolved over the years and it still sticks. It's still a great song, but for different reasons. It's very, that's very interesting. Great insights. Uh, I do want to start to uh, follow up here with just some final thoughts from everybody. Uh, So I know that we have two females on this uh, panel here and we've got John, of course. So I want to know just as females, but then also coworkers, insurance professionals, parents, et cetera. Is there any takeaways from Dolly's story that um, you you think folks should really try and implement? We should implement them in our own lives. I, the first thing that comes to mind, and obviously from the perspective of an insurance professional or just in general, uh, just being a good colleague, uh, to, to Mary-Kate and Beth's point earlier, she was unabashedly herself. And I think as colleagues, we need to uh, give folks the space to be themselves as well and not try to 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 kind of make them feel like they have to be a quote unquote corporate version of themselves or, you know, whatever that might be. So I think as colleagues, that's something I'm you know, hoping to, to do in my personal life and in my professional life is we really let people shine through because if we let them shine through, we could have someone who has quite a story just like Dolly does. Yeah, that's great, John. Um, Something that I'm, I'm thinking about during this conversation is that Dolly was so ambitious and so talented 
And yet she never felt like she had to act like a man to achieve her goals and her dreams. She could be who she was. And it was that very feminine person. And equally, she didn't have to give up on her kindness and her generosity to get to the the ambitious place. And I think sometimes, um, maybe particularly as women, we think, okay, I got to act a certain way. I can't, I can't be kind. I can't seem soft. I got to be, you know, but she is such a shining example that you can be an ambitious hashtag boss, babe, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but still be treat people well and treat people right and pay it forward. Like the way that she's advanced other female musicians is incredible. And it's something that in my career, I hope that I'm able to be that kind of person that helps uplift other women in their careers as well. Beautiful words. I'll just wrap that up. I think it's a similar theme that I think the optimism, the happiness, the joy that she brings um every day despite all the things that can get you down because we all have that we all get served the misery sandwich from time to time and we're stuck with it that is life um but she is an optimist she's a happy person and she brings joy to others and there's truly a power in meeting the challenge with that kind of positivity and i think um i think that she brings that joy to herself and that's why it then exudes so naturally and organically to others and um and that's something i think about a lot is trying to remember how important it is to find the silver lining even in the misery sandwich absolutely oh joy is contagious joy is contagious so spread the joy uh and take that lesson from dolly now i i, I just i have to wrap up with just maybe this is a personal question but i just have to know what are your favorite dolly parton songs and john i know you don't have a lot of experience but if you could pull any song from dolly parton that you even remotely know do you have a favorite so it's funny because mary kate mentioned uh that miley cyrus is her goddaughter i think you said right or something like that and the only my connection when i was looking through doing a little research is miley cyrus did a version of jolene and I, someone would say, oh, this was an old song. I didn't realize it was a Dolly Parton song. So that, I, I guess I'll say that because that is the only, uh, that's the only knowledge I can pull from there. Okay, not bad. We've got Jolene. Okay. Who else? Who else has a favorite Dolly Parton song? Mine is probably nine to five. And admittedly, um, Gabby, that's because I don't listen to a lot of country music. <laughs> so, um, but it's a great song in a lot of ways. And I think Mary Kate did it real justice by pulling out some really great lines that truly are timeless. All right, Mary Kate, what's your fave? All right, everyone at home listening, I've got a couple for you to write down. Um, not just one. Of course, I love Jolene and 9 to 5. They're all, they're all so good, but I love <laughs> Dumb Blonde. And y- if you've seen me on screen here at Beasley, you know why. Um, I hate being <laughs> underestimated for my proclivity for, for a bottle bleach. Um, and I just think it's so Dolly. I also love Why'd You Come In Here Looking Like That. Put it on. It's a bop. Um, a couple others. Um, I'll Oil Wells Love You. It's about Dolly, you know, promising her love to an oil oil, uh, you know, tycoon, you know, for his, for his money, he might be old, but you know, the love is real. Um, but gosh, there's so many good ones. Uh, what is the other one that I love? Um, Tennessee homesick blues, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you are next on the road, just pop on the Spotify Dolly station and just let yourself explore Dolly. Cause I had no idea how wonderful her music was. And I just have to um, close with this little tidbit of knowledge. Rumor has it that she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same 
day. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What talent. Mm-hmm. Well, you get a strike of inspiration and then you 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 ride that wave. Absolutely. I will say if I if I may, my favorite is Light of a Clear Blue Morning. It's one of my favorites because it really gives you that sense of joy and sense of hope for the future. So uh, with that said, I mean, I think we can all take a lot of lessons from Dolly. We can take that hope into the future. And boy, we can still see Dolly touring uh, at a at 77. So incredible, incredible woman. Uh, but speaking of incredible people, many thanks to our stellar discussion group today, Beth, Mary Kate, John, thank you so much for your insights, opinions, and a few laughs here and there. Uh, a final big thank you to our Beasley She leadership team, Elizabeth Wheeler in the U.S., Sidoni Williams and Charlotte Allen in the U.K., as well as our executive sponsor, Luann Layton, for all of her support and participation in the efforts of Beasley She. Thank you all so much for participating. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and thanks for listening. Thanks.